Welcome to the Kill Your Internet Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 51 of the Kill Your Internet Podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. It's Nashville week. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. And with us today is our Nashville co-host, the man from the lost episode of the Kill Your Internet Podcast, our buddy, amazing drummer, Mr. Nate Moran. Nate, how are we doing today, buddy? Uh, I'm doing all right. Does uh, Does everyone know about the lost episode, or is that just a secret between us? No, well, I mean, it is funny because I like promoted it. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah, we have an, an episode coming out tomorrow with Nate Moran, our buddy from Nashville, and, and then it just never came out, and it was just me and Eric. So what happened was we tried to do it through Zoom, but Nate has substandard wi-fi <laughs> and yeah. this shit was just like yeah we tried for like an hour of just sitting there like nate trying different headphone configurations and he would just well, do it. it it was just the perfect storm of like shit like um because <laughs> at the time my wi-fi sucked i i now have uh at&t fiber oh shout out and it, is yeah. fa- it is so fast it's so good dude uh but at the time no free I, I ads just, dude what the fuck i just had garbage wi-fi <laughs> i was also using a signal extender terrible idea <laughs> But then also, like, recently my AirPods, the microphones had, like, gone out. <laughs> so, like, I got those to, like, work where I could hear you guys. And then I was, like, I was like, oh, I, like, leaned back and started talking. And then I see you guys on my screen just going, like, yo, we can't hear you. <laughs> the best part was, like, we would figure out one thing and then Nate would start talking. There'd be no sound coming yeah. out. And th- you couldn't hear what he was saying, but you could just see him, ma- like, mouth the word. Fuck! God Dude, damn it. You know what? The, the best though is I don't think Eric realized that I could hear him. Um, but it was like as I was like about to like log off of my computer, <laughs> try to get on my phone or whatever, and he just kind of had like a really funny aside that I meant to like tell him was really good, where he was just like. Is Nate like uh, stationed in the fucking Arctic? <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric's good for something, and it's just being an asshole. Yeah. Let's go into who the fuck Nate is. So Nate is our boy. This feels weird because I feel like we already did this once. Uh, <laughs> Nate's an amazing drummer. Uh, he's in about a hundred bands, but he is close to us from his band Secret Club, who we used to share a record label with. Nate has toured with us. Nate's played on songs in the studio with us. Uh, and then he's just become kind of our best friend in Nashville. Like, every time we come down here, we get obliterated with Nate. Or we get obliterated and <laughs> Nate comes. Like, I feel like it's just like a normal Wednesday for you. I like how I uh, preface it as a Wednesday, well, by the way. Well, no, you're, you're the first person who ever thought that when I was obliterated that I was, like, keeping it together. Yeah, you were you were fun. <laughs> yeah, There's a great right. video from, like, South by Southwest <laughs> last year when we came through Nashville and we played the five spot. And... I got unseasonably drunk, and we were drinking Bushwhackers, oh, yeah. and uh, we were at a different bar. We were at Three Crow, and I, I looked at Nate, and I just, I, I went, Nate, you're a fuckface, and I don't know why <laughs> that became my thing then. But there's like a three minute long video of me just sitting there, go introducing everybody in the band for no reason. And our v- videographer Dylan is standing there, and I went, this is Nate. He's a fuckface. <laughs> Fuck Nate. I don't know why I did that, but I, I love Nate unconditionally. He's one of my favorite human beings alive. Uh, dude, what the fuck has quarantine been like for you? Uh, it's been, it's been interesting, I guess. Um, as interesting as it can be. Well, the, the main thing is figuring out that the way you live your normal day to day life is apparently called quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, Uh, I, that's the whole thing too, because it's not quarantine. We're not in quarantine anymore. Like, I, I'm here. What the fuck? Like, I'm not in, I'm not at home. Like, it is what it is. But this whole period of time will just be quarantine in my brain. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, I, I've been staying truly almost quarantined. Like, you're still like, there, I, I've interacted with like less than ten people in in person, not counting Kroger strangers. Yeah, well, first of all, yo, I just gotta say this because I we don't have Kroger in in, yeah, in yeah. like the Philly area. Yeah, yeah. I went to Kroger today, dude. Kroger's fucking dope. 
Oh my god! I mean, it, it's funny. I used to live, uh, so I, I live by like a really main drag in East Nashville, uh, like called Gallatin. Yeah. And there's there's multiple Krogers on Gallatin, but there's one that was always considered like the shitty Kroger. <laughs> and people people call it still to this day call it Murder Kroger. Oh. Because I think there was a stretch where a couple of people got murdered in their parking lot. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? And so anytime I ever was trying to describe what part of East Nashville I live in, I'm like, oh, I live off of Gallatin uh, by the nice Kroger. Oh, not the Murder but, Kroger. But now here's what's crazy. Now, Murder Kroger is also nice. Oh, and shit. And I don't think there's a shitty Kroger in existence now. They all have, like, sushi bars. Dude, no, there was like, a sushi yeah, bar. Yeah. There was, like, three aisles of alcohol, which is just foreign to us. We just got, like, alcohol in places that weren't a beer store. Like, Dude, yeah, my, my Kroger seriously just, like, expanded its alcohol aisles to where it's seriously, like, it's, like, 15% of the Kroger is, like, alcohol. It's pretty It rad. was everywhere. <laughs> like, at the end of every aisle, like, I was buying tortillas, and there was just, like, White Claw staring me in the face. And I was yeah, like, dude, it's seriously, it's how I found, like, a couple different kinds of beers I like because they stationed them, like, throughout the entire store where I wasn't even going to go to the beer section, and then I'm just like, ooh, like... I forget even like some Atlanta you brewery, like the, Midnight Brewing. You All live right. by the Murder Kroger or the AA Kroger? Like it's the difference. <laughs> like everybody's getting a problem down here. Yeah, dude. I'll say like I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to be back in Nashville. And it was weird. Like this trip got spurred because I was like trying to write, which is not a problem for me because I, I write constantly. But like I just ran out of shit to say from like the four walls of our my room that I write in at home. Right. And I was like, if I can get down there and. I brought this up to you because, like, I got on the flight today. American Airlines, I got fu- I got a fucking oh, yeah. bone to pick with you, dog. Spit, dude. So, yeah, this is about to be a corporate <laughs> backlash right here. Uh, so, I booked this flight. I, it was dumb cheap. Like, it was a really cheap flight. And uh, I was under the impression that it was going to be, like, every other seat. Like, I thought it was like that. Right. I get on this fucking flying tube with 350 other people. And I'm talking, like... Elbow to elbow was like a normal fucking flight. And there everybody's wearing a mask, thank God. But like I'm in there and I'm like, yo, I haven't seen this many people in seven months. And I am literally there is fucking three somebody on this plane has like s- some relation to somebody with COVID. And I'm just sitting here like, listen, you shove 350 people on a fucking metal tube and the entire music industry can't play a show. This is bullshit. Dude, I really I feel like I've been seeing uh different people talk about that on Twitter. Of, of, and like the gist of it is like American Airlines don't give a fuck. They don't dude. give a fuck. <laughs> Literally, the text message I sent my wife when I landed, word for word was, "Yo, they don't give a fuck <laughs> about COVID around here, dude." It was an easy yeah. flight, whatever. But like, I got off, and like, I didn't hit me until I got off the plane. And by the way, the girl who was sitting next to me for some reason just felt the need to like sleep on the plane. But it was, she's one of those people who slept but in a ball on the chair and like up against i'm like <laughs> you're like literally touching my shoulder like we like the top of your head this is not social distancing i'm not the strictest human being alive but i sure as fuck didn't expect to have to come down here and and then you know rub elbows with somebody on a fucking plane but before we get back into nate i also want to bring <laughs> up the uh the the number one thing on our instagram today was my magical car situation Oh my God! You guys—he just saw the Batmobile, dude. Holy shit! Well, because you only sent me a picture of kind of like the the the, <laughs> the, uh, the side and back of it, and I'm just bad with cars. So I was like, well, I think that's a nice car, but like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, well, I bet like it's just one of those that like looks nice, but really it's, like <laughs> it's a, really like janky a, as it's fuck. Like a, it's like a Hyundai some. <laughs> no, nah, dude, know, but, it was. It, this is a real ass 2020 yeah. convertible Mustang, <laughs> and what happened was I booked it on Hotwire, and I it was like the deal of the day for poor people, 
And they were like, they were like, yeah, we'll let you know. It's thirty dollars a day, and we'll let you know what you get when you get here. And basically, I was like, okay, so I'm getting a either like a Hyundai Sonata or I'm getting like a fucking moped. And I walk up, and they're like, so are you a Camaro guy or a Mustang guy? And I was like, well, I'm a Mustang guy. And like, okay, that's yours right there. And I was like. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I don't deserve this. Me and they were having the conversation about. I think growing up poor makes you like not be able to accept nice things happening like that. Yeah, or I would just be like apologizing the whole time I was accepting the car. That's what I'm saying. That's what I would. Do. I I said out loud to the lady. I was like, "Are you sure about this?" I was like, <laughs> "You don't have to." I'm like, "I I see that car over there with three wheels. Like, I can make it happen. Like, yeah. I can live with that. Like, it is what it is." But well, the thing, like, I'm and I'm a really good driver, but I just feel like I would just be so paranoid about having a really nice car that I would become like a shitty driver for the three days I have a Mustang. Oh, instantaneously, but, I, the, my, I, my my entire vision was like I was like having the zenith of my life. Like, this is the high point. <laughs> <laughs> and I figured I would like take the top down on the convertible, and it would just flip off and go into traffic and murder people. Like Dude, I was like, it's something bad. But happen. that that's such a great that you had that self realization because it's like how they always say like you know you you wish you knew that the good old days were the good old days like when you're in the middle of it. Oh yeah, you're having like a realization that this is like this is maybe as good as it gets. Dude, for I you, li- I this literally I had I had like ignorant ass rap music just fucking blaring <laughs> before I got out of the parking garage like I had After Party by Don Tolliver just bumping before I got out of there there's like old people next to me just like yo what are you doing I'm like let me live please yeah. let me live <laughs> let, me, let me enjoy this uh, but back to Nate so we've had a lot of great times with Nate Nate I have said this but you're probably you're you and Jimmy, because Jimmy's my baby boy, are the best drummers I've ever met in person. And uh, I don't want to give you too much credit, but you're a fucking monster. Thanks, man. Uh, how long have you been drumming? So I started playing drums in fourth grade. Um, you must have been a pain in the ass to have his yeah. kid. Well, uh... So my dad built a, a garage in our backyard, uh, disconnected from the house when I was in first grade, which is where you lived. Yeah, and so he had no idea <laughs> that only a short three years later that it would just become like the my place for all my yeah. stuff. Yeah, and but it's like where I just spent like a good chunk of my childhood was out in the garage, like just like Frankensteining drums out and just like just playing so loud. You are but, that guy though, like your drum kit. Even like I love the way you set your shit up because I feel I feel like everything's very flat with you, like it like. Yeah. Well, like uh, I was actually quoting this to somebody recently, like a cool thing about drums and I'm going to like paraphrase Stuart Copeland, the drummer from the police. But he's talked before about how like uh, in no other instrument does like our aesthetics and comfort in such constant harmony and battle with each other because a drum set has so many components that you could set up in a beautiful way. But it also needs to be comfortable for you. So there's this like line to walk to do both. I like, never, ha- yeah. I never have to fucking think. There's six strings. There's nothing I can. Re- Unless you're Jack <laughs> yeah. White, there's nothing I and can. And like really once do you buy it. the body of a guitar, like that's your guitar. Yep. Like you know. So I can't. I'm not moving the strings. They are what they are. That's how the fuck it is. Yeah. But I've said, I've said it repeatedly. Like first off, I you ca- you came in today and gave me a Secret Club update. I have long. You know, I am the world's biggest Secret Club fan. I yes. fucking love it. First off, if you guys don't know Secret Club, please do me a favor and go check it out on Spotify. Between there, there, there's a the secret club, I think, and there's just secret <laughs> that club. That shit always cracks me up because I always go and there's a random album on there that is not well, you guys, dude. It, well, they all got grouped together, and I seriously emailed Spotify about it for like a fucking year and a half. Jesus and Christ. only like you know a couple years ago got it finally changed. But so we're just secret club. Two, there's two albums on there, I think. It's so fucking good. It's I always say I I'm very jealous of AJ, your singer, for two reasons, because you're his drummer. <laughs> and because I I hate that motherfucker for his ability to write snarky, sarcastic shit, and uh, it's yeah, so and good. W- and where it's just like it's so simple, but just the way he turns a phrase is just 
is just so good. Like we, uh, I went and just sat around a fire with my guitar players like last week and we were totally just like talking about AJ lines that we think are like really like underrated. And there's just so what's many your favorite AJ line. So at the time, like what brought it up was that cause, um, uh, uh, you know, I have secret club on my my own running shuffle because you know it gets me pumped, man. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I <laughs> a song called uh, that we have called Young Problems came uh, up, and uh, there's a lot of good lines in that song, yeah. but I think a really underrated one is um, um, what is it? Uh, I'm sick of telling people I'm in a band after I, I deliver my pizza, pizza to, to them. them. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. See, I was gonna say from Young Problems, and the hook of the song is I'm living in a closet. A fucking walk-in closet, <laughs> an actual closet. Yeah, like I think the whole song is like I'm living in a closet, a uh, literal closet. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like I'm living in a closet, a, a fucking, fucking walk-in closet. closet. <laughs> I, and then he, but he like says something like that, and then he 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 turns it back to last week's tips went to cigarettes. I'll pay you back in a couple days. As a songwriter, that's so simple. But fuck that. And then you guys obviously have Angela and then her husband, who you've added, is another guitar player, Blake. Blake yeah, who yeah. The, the band dynamics are unbelievable, and I want nothing more than for you guys to put out more music because that would have made quarantine much better for me. But well, whatever, whatever. Fuck and, you, dude. And see, I don't know if I'm like jumping the gun, announcing it here on this <laughs> podcast, Colin, <laughs> but the conversations that we've had in Secret Club recently have been uh, very much that we are going to record uh, a new album sometime in the near future. Well, good. Um, and uh, tentatively titled, uh, slash definitely titled, Crazy Sexy Secret Club. Ah, uh, see, you've been talking was, about this for fucking forever, dude. Because dude. that's the thing is like, it's just been this idea that we've had for like a really long time Jesus and it just has Christ. to come to fruition so I'm putting it out in the universe right now. Before we get into our segments, I got to bring up one more thing and it's a, this is a story from the lost episode that I it never got out in the public, but so Nate Nate hit a tour with us when we were between drummers because he's just the best and <laughs> yeah. it's the New Orleans story to where this I've all I always bring up we always ask like our guests like what's your best and worst show experience and I always bring up New Orleans cuz I don't know if you remember this but during soundcheck, I got electrocuted. Uh, I got a hot mic, and my lips are to it, and I got shocked like four times. Uh, that night, I also got tackled by a homeless guy walking across Canal Street. Oh, see, Did I you? thought you were going to talk about saxophone guy. Oh, Will. <laughs> yeah, so here's the funny part. So, oh, yeah, we can bring this up. So that night in New Orleans, we played that show. Uh, this is the day after Nate threw up in the shower on uh, while Eric was taking a shower. Or you threw up in the toilet while Eric was taking a shower. Yeah, and, no, this was the day. This was the day we left. This is the day after. Right. Okay. So all right, we'll go in sequential order here. Uh, <laughs> so we play this show, and uh, in the crowd is this dude named Bill Landing, and uh, he was a professor of oceanology at Florida State University. I remember this. That's There's right. a, well, because he started talking to me, and he was like a really he was like a really great guy. Like you can always tell, like when someone who's talking to you who you don't know, like that you maybe like need to get away. And like I didn't get that vibe from him. He was just like a really sweet guy, fucking nice guy. But he, but like you know, I'm only just on that leg of the tour. Like I'm not like in the band yeah, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, he's like asking me questions that I'm like, I can't. I don't know if I can <laughs> make these decisions. So I just kind of like edged towards you. I was like, I was like, here's the man you need to talk to. That's exactly to what Colin. you said. <laughs> and then three seconds later, he was like, oh, I, my saxophone's in my car, and I was all, I was kind of Bentley, and I looked at him and I went, well, "What the fuck are you waiting for? Go it, get it." It was such a, it was such a great decision. But we have made, we've made the correlation that that Bill Landing was actually Will Shade, our saxophone player, <laughs> sent back or in time. To yeah. inception us into bringing Will into the band, okay. and I, I don't know if I, ever, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know if I ever told you this. We played a show in Washington D.C. like three months later with a different drummer, um, and 
The same exact shit happened. Another dude said, my saxophone's in the car. Can I play with you guys? And it was like three months later that we got Will. And I think Will has been manipulating us like a fucking puppet master well, dude, through think, space I, and time. I think, I think it's like, so. I just got done watching uh, the second season of The Umbrella Academy on Is Netflix. it good? It is. It's, it's surprisingly good. I like, heard it's, it's good. It's really fucking good. But like in The Umbrella Academy, there's this like council that uh, like controls the timeline yeah. where they can tell when people in different parts of the past and whatever are about to do things. Things that are going to alter the timeline in a negative way. Yeah. So then they travel there and like kill them. And Can stuff. I ask you a question? Are you a Marvel guy? Yes. Okay. Most so definitely. Basically, this is the time variance. Yeah. Uh, like this. So this is basically. Goddamn Gerard Way just took this from Marvel. Yeah. The TVA, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? All right. Yeah. I didn't know you were a big Marvel guy. We're gonna have to yeah. talk about that at a different Marvel point. Guy, for sure. Uh, let's get into. Uh, oh wait. Before we get into the segments, let's actually get this fucking story out. So the night after <laughs> we play this show, Nate had a bad night. Yeah. And Eric was in the shower the next morning. Can we it, talk it, it later? It could be anything from the best news oh. to I'm, I'm like breaking up with you as a friend. Oh. Like. <laughs> oh, and a main culprit is our manager, Elena. You know, Elena. Elena loves to just say, can, can we can we talk later? I will literally call her right away and say, dude, don't do Cause, that. Because like the insinuation, like my mind skews negative. The insinuation is that I'm in trouble. Yes, 100% yeah. right away. I instantaneously <laughs> think I did something irreversible and I can't. Even if it's good, you can call me and be like, Colin, you won a Grammy. And I'd be like, why'd you word it like that? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, the, it's the classic Michael Scott when he hits Meredith with the car and he just goes, the doctors did their best and they tried to save her life. <laughs> And she's going to be fine. And Stanley just goes, why did you wear it like that? That's my point. Yeah. That's my well, second one. And, you know, I, I think, like, that happens in, in corporate America a, l a little bit, too. Like, I've definitely gotten the, like, uh, you know, come back from lunch, and I have a note at my desk, like, uh, oh. like Nate, see me. Oh! <laughs> and I'm like, oh. and, 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 and luckily, like, you know, it's, it's usually always good, but just the, the kid in me who used to, like, get a detention... Oh. Is like, oh no. Yeah, no, because you're you're expecting <laughs> it to I be do? like, you're gonna walk in and think that they're gonna be like, Nate, we found porn on your computer, <laughs> right? And, and what they're actually gonna say is, Nate, can you check my fantasy football lineup? Make sure this is all right. Yo, motherfucker, just leave on the note and say, Yo, can you help me with my fantasy football lineup? <laughs> right. Don't like my my even Dana will do it and just like hit me up and be like, Hey, so uh, did you see did you see this? What came in the mail? <laughs> no, you're holding it. Just tell me. Like, don't play games. Just say, Colin. You got some <laughs> shitty news. Uh, Tell me. I don't need to know. Nate, what's your uh, second one? Okay, my second one. Uh, so I, I'm I, I'm fairly active on Twitter. I'm only on Instagram. Twitter God. I'm only on Instagram and Twitter. At uh, Nasty Nate Money for anyone who's interested. Because I need Twitter followers. Because that's the thing. I'm active on Twitter. He's I love the Twitter. God. I've got like 113 followers. Like some chump. I've been on there for <laughs> 11 years, Colin. Yo, Nate <laughs> and Ken are the ultimate Twitter. That's a Twitter duo. I'd like to say. Like first off, Nate. Live tweets the Oscars or the Grammys. Grammys, yeah. Grammys, Grammys, yeah. Grammys. Live tweeting the Grammys is my Super Bowl every year. It's we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna live stream that shit this year. I, I'm yeah. gonna like, have it <laughs> on you. So. Okay, so but my one of my biggest Twitter pet peeves, and it sucks because it results from a really great thing about Twitter in that it, anyone and any tweet can blow up yeah. for any particular reason. Yeah, and so it's really cool just to see these people who just had like these random funny tweets that like get retweeted like a hundred thousand times i know what you're but, gonna say but then here's the new thing that's only started happening like recently is you can add on to your tweets you know so you can tweet something but then uh choose to do a secondary tweet that's yeah. a th so to turn it into a thread yeah. so when they see that their tweet is getting some traction they will add on to the thread and it always starts with this phrase that i can't 
stand, and it's wow. This really blew up. Well, this blew up. And it's just, there's uh, literally everything about well, this blew up just annoys me so much because one, there's a comma that's supposed to go after well, oh, and it's, uh, that's ne- that's never a thing, but that's neither here nor there. It's mainly just like, because a, a lot of, th- so I get the point of doing a secondary tweet because then they're like, okay, well, this blew up, I need to, and a lot of people, their secondary tweet will be like a link to like a, a you know, a, a charity or something. Yeah, and because so many eyes are on that one tweet get the eyes on a good cause for the second tweet or like people promote their SoundCloud. Check out my OnlyFans. So, so yeah, so it's just like, go ahead and do that, but like, there's just something so inherently like smug and just, it sounds like you're just Sniffing the word. Yeah, like, well, this blew up. That's the voice that I read it in every time. Score one for me. <laughs> yeah, Yo, like, oh, I'm with you on that 150%. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, my God. And also like a 1B because I don't want to have too many Twitter things, but like I'll already do an honorable off, mention King. just because it is a Twitter thing. Go off, I hate, I, uh, uh, you know, I'll see other tweets that blow up, in it, but it's from somebody with a check mark, and I have no idea who the fuck they are. Stop giving out check marks to like people with like with a uh, with like fo- right. you know four thousand followers or something. Like who 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 are they to get pushed to the front of the line with a check mark when uh when I tweet hot fire? Yeah, and Nate's I got out here no just dropping fucking <laughs> fucking game left and right. Yo, goddamn Nate, that was a fucking uh, slapper. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> All right, All right my, go for my, it. my last official one. And this is a big thing. I'm a person who, when you come to my house, I expect you to leave in an orderly fashion. Like, <laughs> I, I, there's nothing that I hate more. And especially because I'm married and, and, like, I have, I rarely have people in my house. We have a beautiful home. Like, I, I'm so used, especially during quarantine, to just being me and my wife and the dog at the house. I see people when I leave and I like we go to the studio or like I fucking see my buddies out wherever. <clears throat> I'm weird about people coming to my house sometimes because it's just like that's my it's my zone. There's nothing worse than like you come back from the bar or something and then like one of your like a couple of your buddies come over and you're just ready to go to bed. I'm the ultimate like if I'm tired, I'm out. I just fucking ass the fuck out. Like I don't I don't give a shit if there's a hundred people in my house. If I'm tired, I'm just gonna go pass out. I hate lingering. There's nothing yeah. worse than that one dude who can't take the hint. Who can't read the social cues. Read the social cues yeah. of, like, my wife Dana, like, looking at me like, this motherfucker better leave. And then me being like, all right, yo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. That's, all right, cool. You good? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, where's the remote? No! Get the fuck out of my house, dude. This is not time. There's, there's literally everything about your face and everything about your tone and everything about what you're saying suggests that you need to get out. It was the one <laughs> good thing about, like, in college. Like, I w- if I was single, I would live alone. I, I, w- I, you know, I know you enjoy living alone. Like, oh, yeah. I, I would love to live alone if I was single. The one thing about having roommates in college was the fact that, like, if I wanted to ASA out and, like, two of my roommates were up, and but, like, my buddy was there, I'd just be like, all right, hang out with them. And I just go to bed. Like, it's like, whatever. Now you guys are friends. It's cool. This is perfect. I don't have that luxury here. Yeah. Like, Dana's going to be asleep before me. You can't hang out with the dog because he's going up to bed with Dana. And I'm sure as fuck not staying up. So now it's just awkward where I got to be like, get the fuck out of my house, <laughs> walk your dumb ass home. Yeah. I just hate lingering. So that, that was my third pick. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, it's. You got to pick up on the social key. It's always better to leave. It's almost like making a song that's too long. You got to yeah. get out. You got to get out. After the after the third bridge, I think yeah. we're good. <laughs> okay, so uh, my third one has to do with uh, so I'm a runner, 
we were talking about yes, running he is. a little bit earlier. I'm trying. And um and I love running. It's the only like real exercise that I, I, I stay consistent with. I've been running for about six years. Really love it. Um, I only run like my neighborhood. That's like I'm a really lazy runner. <laughs> I'm like I'm a really lazy runner who you just still turn like on does gal and just go. Yeah, like I, I like I still do like you know I'll do like thirty plus miles a week, but I just like. So when I tell people I'm running, they're like, "Oh, well, you go on like trails." No, I'm like, "You go to the you know, like I like I love what I love about running is that I start at my home and then I end at my home. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? So since I'm running around my neighborhood, um, there's a lot, especially since COVID stuff started happening. Like more and more people are out walking, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a choice. And it's not like I'm an overly overly friendly guy, but it's like these people are my neighbors. Yeah. Um, even when I'm like five, six miles from my house, like they're still technically like my neighbors. Yeah, you guys live in East Nashville. And there are some people who just straight up like don't even try to like wave at you. Ooh. And for some reason, like uh, like I kind of like wear a gator over my face a little bit just to be like, it, yeah, I'm the only one in the neighborhood who does it. Uh, so I feel like a little bit like a dork maybe. But like I'm just thinking like I don't want to spray you with my exhaust. But it's been nice to have a mask because then when I I pass some people who aren't even looking for the way and I'm waving like some like <laughs> Yahoo Jackass, yeah. uh, because they're my neighbors and I'm just trying to be nice and like they don't even like look for it under under my mask I can just be like fuck you guys you piece of shit yeah like you know yeah, what, what did you just move to town like you're not my neighbors I do enjoy the anonymity of the mask of just walking around and being like I don't I don't even have to act like I'm like I, even though I make eye contact with you I, yeah, it's, dude, it is I, what it is uh, people bitching about the mask like, like I, I wear these gaiters and I just like feel like I'm about to like rob a train it's great but you know? I've been thinking a lot about this. I can't believe that like these crazy like Republican politicians didn't try and like be like can't wear masks. It just promotes crime. <laughs> like uh, the whole like when right. masks when masks did start, I did have a thought of being like I would walk in there because the, at first I was wearing a bandana around my face <laughs> and I was like, you, you uh, looked like a, a cartoonist. I wonder down how. And drew yeah, a exactly. I look like uh, if a frat boy became a bank robber basically <laughs> with my fucking haircut and a mask on. Yeah, I, I just went to the gas station earlier and I was like the only one uh, in the place and it was just like a one lone woman working and I was just like. If, the, if if somebody like <laughs> from a year ago just saw what was going down, like they'd oh, be like, you'd be oh shit, jumped, that guy's about to rob that place, yeah. dude. By uh, the way, I said about United Airlines or American Airlines, they don't give a fuck. You, I don't even know if you guys realize how different where I live and where you live is. When I went into the Mapco today to go, oh my god, <laughs> this is a whole other story actually. Oh but I went into this Mapco and <laughs> both people behind the counter weren't wearing masks. And then this lady, this like crackhead lady in front of me, wasn't wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask, and I got looked at like I was a dickhead. Right. If you yeah. are in Philly and you don't have a mask on, yo, like the old heads in the neighborhood will jump you because it's just like, yo, you're not following rules. Like you're being an asshole. It's not even like like it's it's like yo, you're just being contradictory, dickhead. Down here, I'm surprised. Like I haven't. There's some people I haven't seen a mask. It's weird. Welcome to the South, Colin. Yeah, apparently. It's a, a progressive city a little bit, and then the second that you start getting a little bit outside of it, it is not. I don't know, but Penn, Philadelphia's not much better being that if you go left 100 miles, or like 50 miles, you're basically in Kentucky. Um, <laughs> I will say this, because I, I have two more honorable mentions here. Uh, I'm just going to read them off quickly, because I want to get to this Mapco story as we end. Yeah. Um, what did I write here? Oh, people who may make bad things about themselves. Like, we were talking about the Dak Prescott injury yesterday and how people were tweeting, like, you know, I hate the Cowboys and, and I don't really like Dak, but I find it within my range to say, like, <laughs> 
God, I wish him like, well. Oh, like how they, altruistic. Yeah, exactly. Or like people like a hurricane might hit somewhere and be like, I remember back in when my family, when we were younger and like uh, a tornado hit my neighborhood. And like, like this is like about me now. Like I'm relating this back to my life. Like what was me? Just shut the fuck up and wish everybody well. I don't. I don't know what else to say. That bothers me. It's another Twitter thing, um, for sure. And here, I don't know why I wrote this. I just wrote the, wrote the word weakness. Is <laughs> <laughs> a general weakness, weakness bothers. No, I. I've qualified here. Uh, like when people who actively try and get sympathy points. Oh, okay. So I know what I'm talking about here. Like when you have that one friend who's or or like um, you meet somebody and they like neg themselves. They'll be like, oh, I could do that. I'm just not pretty enough. Like, you know, unlike her, who's so pretty. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking like, shut the fuck up. You just want me to be like, oh, you're pretty. I know what you're right. doing here. Or it's just like, it's just like, oh, dude, you know, I can't talk to that girl. Like, you know, I'm like, like I just can't do that. You want me to say, yeah, you can, dude. Go ahead, bro. It's like, shut the fuck up. Because right. <laughs> I'll just straight up be like, yeah, dude, you're right. You probably can't go talk to that girl. You should probably stop. And then he'll just be like, oh, fuck, I suck. I hate that. Don't go fishing for compliments. Hate that shit. Don't be weak. Don't be weak. <laughs> Company hates weakness. Um. So I end with this. Uh, I, we are going to try and have Nate back on before I leave Nashville, but um, if not, just through Zoom. And now that his internet fucking works, it works uh, anytime you want, baby. <laughs> oh, baby cakes! We got doing. Yeah. We have to do an NBA episode. I know that yes, very much. Most definitely. Uh, Nate in his collection of uh, like '80s NBA jerseys. Yeah, I, I love. Uh, What's your uh, pride and joy? Which one's your best right well, now? Well, see, I love uh, '90s champion jerseys. Ooh. That's right, yeah. dude. I've I've become so. That's the thing I've done in quarantine is get really acclimated to different eras of jerseys, and it's the '90s that fit the best and that are just the the best players. Um, um so I mean, my pride and joy, my favorite player of all time is Reggie Miller. So I have like right. just a, a really crisp, clean '90s champion Reggie Miller jersey. But also for some reason, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the basketball player Glenn Robinson off the of oh, Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. big dog. And so uh, I recently got a, a Yo, purple Glenn Robinson. I'm gonna jersey. get you a, a Sixers Glenn Robinson the third jersey. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah, I totally love that. We have, we have Big Dog Junior on our fucking on our team. Yeah. Uh, the, the new NBA jerseys are so weird though. They're like. Hyper stuck to you, like I have a I have yeah. I have a Ben Simmons jersey and I have a Jimmy Butler jersey, which fucking suck. Whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm such a hammer too because I bought it out of spite because everybody was saying he was gonna leave and I was like no fucking way. So the day before he signed with the Heat, I bought a Sixers Jimmy Butler jersey. But they like I had to buy, I bought my normal size, and because it, I remember like I walked out of the bedroom like I was just gonna wear it like I was just gonna be like all right this is pretty tight but like and Dana Dana my wife looks at me and goes. Yeah, what are you about to go fucking ball? Yeah. Like, when Jimmy looked at me, he's like, what, are you going down to the playground? Like, what are you doing here? So I had to go back and buy a bigger. So yeah, I agree. I, with- I, I have uh, only one new one, too, and you're going to hate that it's a Jason Tatum jersey because oh. uh, St. Louis represent. Oh. Uh, but uh, I also got a size that for like a couple weeks, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I can rock this. And then, like, now I never wear it because it is like too small. No. Um, also, real quick aside, funny story the uh, thing Eric quote about Jason Tatum when he found out that I like Jason Tatum yeah. because I'm a St. Louis guy myself. Uh, he was. I could tell he was going to launch into some Jason Tatum hate, but I expect like the first thing somebody says is just like, "Oh, his game is trash," and blah blah blah. And he, like, I feel like he took a drag of a cigarette. He's like, "Well, first off, his line is trash." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Yo, he's, he's in his, his hairlines." Yeah, because everybody bro. gives him such credit for a good line, and, yeah. and it's like if there was any first thing you were going to say, like that's not that's it. not so the it was first so thing. Funny, dude. Jesus yeah, Christ! Anyway, Shout out to Rose Malone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to end with this Mapco story. 
Uh, so I was when Nate was on his way here. I left the studio because I've been here all day, and I was like, "Yeah, I, g- I gotta go put something in my stomach and like maybe get like a soda or something like that, just to like try and pet myself up." So I get to the counter, and the dude behind the counter at the map card just straight up ignores me for like three minutes. He's just like doing something else, but like staring at me. While, and I'm just like standing there, and I was real close to just being like, "Yo, dude, like, shrink me the fuck up." So I got this like Slurpee and these three taquitos because I'm a piece of shit. Like <laughs> this is the weird thing too. When I go places and like people don't understand this, when I come here to Nashville, I'm not coming here to vacation. I'm coming here to work. I'm here I'm coming here to sh- get shit done. So like I'm not going to restaurants. I'm not trying local food. I've been here forty fucking times. I know what's good. But when I'm on the road, I enjoy going to different gas stations that I don't have availability to in in Philadelphia. And I go to Mapco and I get these fucking terrible taquitos. So after waiting three minutes, the guy looks at me and he goes, <laughs> you, you can just take those taquitos. I was going to throw them out. <laughs> oh. And I went, I went, thanks? I was like, yo, I'm about to get fucking Ebola over here. Like, what the fuck's the stomach thing? I don't know. Like, I, I'm about to get dysentery. And this guy's like, do me a favor. He's like, you can take those. But then here's the, here's the question that everyone needs to know. Did you take them and did you eat them? I fucking smashed them before I left <laughs> the parking lot. And that's how I leave you for this and episode. How, of the are, how are they? Good? The f- this is the fun thing about taquitos because you never know. The first one drier than a mummy's dick. Just fucking, <laughs> it was it was like biting into chalk. The second one absolutely delicious. The third one kind of a cross between the two. <laughs> um, you, you got you got uh, all three possibilities. Personally, yeah, one and a half decent ones more than I was expecting. Dude, and you got to try different roller stuff in different towns because like it, it differs, and there's it like does. there's some legit good gas station roller stuff. Fact. I've been finding uh, on my travels. Um, what are the Mexican things that are wrapped in like a fucking corn husk? Uh, oh, tamales. Yeah, dude. There's the gas station tamales that exist out there. Oh shit! And uh, dude, try them, baby girl. Look for them. Talking to me. Look for them and try them, dude. I love it. All right. Well, that's our uh, that's episode fifty one of the Kill Your Internet podcast. Once again, big shout out to Josh uh, for coming on for the interview. Big shout out to Nate for co-hosting. Thank you for having me. Nasty man. Nate money everywhere. OnlyFans. Um, get those dollars up. We'll have Nate back on soon. Fuck you guys. We love you.